0: Let's go. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Benchtown TV. I am Paul, and with me are Luke and Jimmy. And today we are hitting you guys with episode seven of WandaVision Breaking the Fourth Wall. More answers. Got some more questions. What else is new? I thought it was a great episode. I loved it. I don't know if it was as good as the previous two, still very good, but I just need the next two. I need to know what happens.
1: Yeah, so this was an interesting one. I'm used to just all rise, but personally, I think this was slightly weaker and not because of the episode itself, because in a vacuum, the episode was good. Uh, if you weren't like a super diehard theory diver, the Agatha reveal at the end could have been a good plot twist and all like, you know, the, all that's fine, but we're going to talk about it probably towards the end. But what this does for the theories and the long term value of this show, I think there was a couple misses in this episode and also i'm fucking pissed about the aerospace engineer stuff we'll break that down later
2: yeah i totally agree this is definitely a little bit slower of an episode i didn't expect it to still get into the sitcom as much i didn't i mean i i know that vision kind of broke the fourth wall oh my god he said it i wasn't expecting as much sitcom after episode six Uh, I was wondering what everyone else was feeling here, too. So I brought back the old Twitter poll here for uh, at TV. I said, what did you guys think of the latest WandaVision episode? We had loved it, 83%. It was good, not great, 0%. Not what I wanted, 11%, and didn't like it, 6%. So everyone's still feeling WandaVision. Uh, I would have been good, not great, to be honest. I was surprised I got a
0: 0%. They didn't like it. Six percent didn't like it. Really? Jeez. I honestly
2: thought some people were going to be more pissed off about the Agatha Harkness big reveal. Like we're some kind of. I felt like it was like calling us dumbasses a little bit.
1: <laughs> but that's yeah. What I'm saying. I think we're we're overstating how everyone we interact with that watches this show is just a full like you know reading blog posts, Reddit nerd. If you we, you were just watching this for the first time without. This podcast, and I didn't talk about it with any of my friends, I don't necessarily know that I would have pegged Agatha as being the supposed villain of the season. And mm-hmm. that also could still change, but maybe it's just because we're so wrapped into the details, but I kind of felt the same way, that at the end, it seemed like Marvel's based on these on these crazy super fans that that seemed like they were calling us dumb a little bit.
2: I'm going to go ahead and say that, to me, this confirms there has to be another big bad with her pulling the strings because otherwise i'll be upset and we'll get into that a little bit later when we get to the actual reveal Mm
0: -hmm. yeah yeah definitely i don't want to say anything because they could you know cover their tracks in the next two episodes i mean there's still a lot of time i will admit it was almost somewhat of a letdown compared to the lead up but it could still be building up to the to the reveal
2: so yeah i mean listen it's episode seven there's still two more episodes if i'm saying the other episodes were nines and tens this is a seven probably Mm -hmm. you know i'm not saying this was trash or
0: anything still great tv yeah
1: my last thing i'll say about this episode is it definitely felt like you said jimmy that it had a lot of the sitcom and what i associate with wandavision and sitcom is just filler so it just felt like wasted screen time And it was cool to see this modern family slash office slash, I think, Arrested Development a little bit, 2000s look. But we're kind of getting to the end game here. And if WandaVision doesn't get a second season, which now we're kind of hearing rumors that it might, if it doesn't and there's only two more episodes for the entire completion of the project, I think it just felt a little bit like a waste of time.
2: Yeah, one last thing. I mean, Jesus, I thought we were like confirmed that there was going to be more than 30 minutes for this episode. That was another reason why I was pissed off. Someone said again, another quote unquote confirmation that next episode is supposed to be 47 minutes of actual WandaVision content with the credits. Hopefully that's actually true.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That would be nice. That would be a fresh change of pace. Um, we already said it a few times, but this episode we are going to kind of, not skim but we're going to speed through the sitcom scenes just because we want to get down to the nitty-gritty about what's coming up it just opens up right away with wanda in bed and she looks like she's hungover. over she's just like really upset with everything she's looking real depressed and that's basically every time we see her that's that's the message we're getting for this entire episode she's she's talking about what happened the night before? It's like, oh, it happens to everybody. And she's talking right to the camera, too. So yeah. she's breaking the fourth wall right away, like hitting us with that, the office, you know, style, modern family style.
2: Any uh, special said, segments for this uh, for this first
0: scene? Coming up in a sec.
2: <laughs> OK, OK.
0: Um, But, yeah, she was talking about, you know, like everybody expands the walls of their universe. They created every once in a while, like sometimes it just happens. And Tommy and Billy come running in. They sang their games freaking out. And the only cool thing, the really cool thing we get from the scene is Wiccan saying, I don't feel so good. My head feels weird. And it's really noisy.
1: Little Penny the Magician's vibes right there.
0: Yeah. And you would
2: think that Wanda would be like, oh, let me help you out here. She's pretty much like, get the hell out
0: of here, bro. (laughs) Yeah. She's like not having it at all. We do see. It was kind of cool the the little cutaway of the twins playing video games, and then this is the first time we see the glitch. It's mm-hmm. glitching, different controllers. It's going retro, back to joystick, and then eventually they just get Uno cards. Back in the back in the day, yeah. It
2: I is. like to, <laughs> I like to think they are playing Super Smash Brothers Melee when they switched to GameCube.
1: This whole episode is just marked by a ton of. I've been what I called them in my notes is just reality breaks. Yeah. It's just a symbolism for Wanda losing more and more control and that's just what we're seeing here
0: this is where she's saying she's looking at the camera and saying you know what I'm just going to take a whole day to myself like a personal staycation like that'll show me that'll really teach me a lesson from expanding the universe and this is where she gets the comforter rips it off and Paul's sexiest scene cue the music And she just looks so good in her outfit from the night before. Still in the tights and the, and the red onesie looking
1: fine. <laughs> I just labeled this scene as Paul's sexiest scene in my notes. I just knew.
0: Yep. <laughs> knew oh, yeah. All right. So she walks down the steps and she gets milk and cereal. And the twins are looking at her like she's, they're really concerned. And and the milk is glitching again. It's doing this reality breaks. It's going to like old school um, it goes to a carton with a missing child's marker on it. And I don't know if that was just change in the carton because they're famous for having missing missing child posters, or if that was just a hit to you know there's a bunch of kids just missing, caught up in this reality right now.
2: Yeah, and foreshadowing, Billy and Tommy are going to be missing soon. And uh, the the cereal she's eating is sugar snap cereal. Mm. Little Thanos snap
0: action. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I totally saw that it was sugar snap. I just didn't even think about the thing. Yeah. snap. That's genius. I thought it was funny how she kind of sniffs the milk before biting it. Yeah. She, she saw a glitch in back and forth. She just wanted to make sure it was still good. <laughs> she does one of the classic sitcom looks at the camera and she's like, I have no idea what is going on. I can't explain it. You know, case of the Mondays, like you were saying.
1: It was so weird. I, it, this episode feels like we got the most exposure of her personality over any medium that she's been in across all of the marvel movies so it's just so weird her talking so much and because it's breaking the fourth wall and is directly to you it just, i don't know i just felt like i was learning so much more about her the scarlet witch personality in the mcu because you don't really get much outside you know oh yeah too and just, so it was cool to see her be weird but again i, I at the same time there's a give and take between wasting filler time that we weren't actually getting more information. Anyway, so that's the end of that scene. And then we kick it right into the office theme song or mm-hmm. office style title sequence. Uh, Got some cool little Easter Wanda. eggs. Yeah, and it has no vision in it, right? It just says mm-hmm. Wanda every time.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, until the very end. Mm-hmm. Then it's just like WandaVision sneaks in at the title scene. One or two little Easter eggs in here. Um, one of the wanda's license plates that they showed it had a, a few numbers and those numbers if you take them are into dates is stanley's birthday so that was that was a cool little shout out there was also a a real quick image and it said like i know what you did wanda that was a little kind of nudge that there was somebody in the background kind of pulling the strings
2: yeah. And I just want to rewind a little bit. I just thought this, it's not an important scene at all. I just thought it was really cool when, when Billy and Tommy are fighting over the video games, when Juana walks down the stairs, they're trying to figure out who gets to go first. And Tommy's like, I got there first. I got it. He's like, you always get there first. <laughs> because oh, <he's> yeah.
0: <laughs> that is awesome. All right. So after the title scene, it jumps to Hayward and his sword crew and, it says they're now eight miles outside of Westview if she did expand it three more miles I did do a little bit of math <laughs> I did t- I did take the area and basically she expands it by a third of what was already there so yeah. that's a lot if she yep. even just those three miles in every direction
2: yeah like um, I was expecting it to just pass vision and then stop and then she's just like nah we're keep going keep going keep going
1: No, that's a really good point. I didn't think about that. So right now, the fact that if she overextends too much, it's eventually going to start affecting her ability to control the reality in there, which I guess could be the reason that stuff's starting to break. Mm -hmm, Is Is that what you're getting at, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. One of the possibilities.
2: And I mean, we already know now that people around the edge and not towards where she is are not are pretty much standing still or stuck in glitches. The bigger that gets, the more people that are going to be affected like that. And that's kind of what Zach was saying in the podcast. If that if that's another uh, alluding to the commercial where they're just they could just be wasting away, just standing still.
1: And then we also get another quick thing here from Hayward. He says we find out that there's dead air, so they're not playing WandaVision anymore. They can't watch and they can't look into Westview. And then also quickly, he says, you know, time to move out with their plan, which I don't think we see anything of yet. Right. That's going to be a next episode thing. So that's what we get out of Tyler because he's looking like a little bitch. Um,
2: (laughs) And this also like you guys already said this and you guys already confirmed it in your heads. And this confirmed it 100% for me, too, that, she definitely uh, upped the defense on the hex yeah. when you guys said she did in the other episode. Yeah, mm-hmm. just
1: comparing the aerospace scene, aerospace yeah. engineer scene to the beekeeper alone is just enough to know that she she way changed everything. So yeah,
0: yeah. And he said we launched today. Do you think that launch was a literal launch, or like they're gonna try taking like some type of spacecraft into this hex? Or do you think, like, our plan is, like, just hit, we're hit and go?
2: Well, it's crazy because the suit, the closer it gets to the actual sitcom version of our world, the easier it'll be for them to enter, right? Like, they were saying, mm. well, I guess not to enter, but to not be detected by her, I guess. So they could, like, you know, this is not 80s technology was the drone, That shot the missile. Now we're in the the 90s, 2000s, I guess 2000s now with the modern family in the office so that they can start having even more technologically advanced things go into the hex. But I don't know if launch meant like we're all just going to attack it once now or if it's an actual literal launch
0: he did say make sure the team has everything they need so yeah. i'm sure they're they have some type of plan i think it's It'll too cool soon to, to
1: really th- theorize about that just because yeah. you know now i'm pissed at marvel for making me overlook into things so i'm not even gonna <laughs> keep that launch
0: so we got vision waking up um he's still on the grass and he had a up. long night
2: dude he's been sleeping this whole time
0: <laughs> yeah and there's just a circus all around him and he when he stands up he kind of feels his shoulder that was like ripping off from when he was trying to get through so that was kind of cool he's just looking around he sees clowns everywhere and this one guy walks up he says you're the new clown you're late like you're supposed to perform with the escape artist, go to practice this guy is the douche sergeant looking motherfucker yep. from when darcy first got to the hex <laughs> he got change to this bodybuilder guy. Well, now
2: he's a douche
0: circus guy. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he had that uh, Sergeant Special haircut, and now it's like the slicked-back, greaser look. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he gets what's coming to him eventually. It's, it's that probably could have almost been Paul's sexiest scene. He looks pretty good. No, not, not him. <laughs> Absolutely not
1: so vision sees darcy and she is the escape artist that he's going to be working with whatever they have a quick conversation where vision's trying to break through saying hey do you remember me like that was actually a really funny dialogue he's like yeah we had a moment we We locked eyes
0: (laughs) there was an unspoken understanding between us she's like what are you talking about
1: so she thinks he's he's hitting on her blah blah blah. i'm gonna flow this right to the next vision scene because it's you know the vision darcy scene picks up like right where this leaves off he chases after after she thinks he's being weird and then when he catches up and they start talking again before he wakes her up with his vision powers like the mindset powers she actually agrees to go out with him which i thought was kind of funny yeah yeah i did not see darcy having that in her but <laughs> yeah that's
0: what i was gonna say she's a fine i'll go on a date with you but i'm ordering the lobster
1: But anyway, he wakes her up and then she has the quick realization. She knows what's going on. And then the next thing that happens with them is they just basically escape into the RV and that strong man chases them. They're going to go on their way to Wanda and Vision's going to get some answers from Darcy.
2: Yeah, it's funny that she ended up being the escape artist because she was handcuffed to the vehicle when the when the hex took over. But it would have been pretty damn cool. She was a waitress.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah, that would have been amazing. (laughs)
0: Yeah, yeah. I was waiting for her outfit to look like the waitress outfit, but that nah, it didn't hit. I didn't put together that she was handcuffed, though. That's genius. Yeah, That makes yeah. so much sense.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, when Vision zapped her out, she says, you know, I always what wanted it? to be a part of this secretly, mm-hmm. but man, that sucked. Yeah. Um. And real quick, the two questions that Vision asked Darcy when they get in the truck right away is, are my kids safe, and who is the imposter Pietro? So he wants to know. And it was funny because Darcy was like, you know, I'm here like you have questions. I'll answer it. We just need to get out of here. First two questions. I have no idea. I can't help you. Sorry.
2: (laughs) It's weird Um, that now all of a sudden we they both meaning Wanda and Vision are just straight up now assuming Pietro is an imposter. Just because he said the dead Vision thing to Juana and she, and she smashed him into the the bales of hay. Now he's an imposter, I guess. And to Vision, I guess he didn't like him the whole time. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I didn't <sighs> like the implications of what happens with Pietro going forward from this episode. And that's what I was kind of hinting at in the beginning of the episode. Like, he didn't do anything dumb this episode. They didn't even He wasn't even in it for more than anything past the post-credits. But the implications of it... It's also affecting the chances of him being the actual Fox version. Yeah. So there's a lot to talk about for him at the the last scene with the Agatha reveal. But this other scene at Wanda's house actually does reference Pietro again. And this is when the kids are asking um, Wanda about first vision, who she just plays off as saying, you know, if he doesn't want to be here, there's nothing I can do. I don't know where he is. Blah, blah. blah. And then they, they talk about Uncle Pietro. And then she freaks out for a second, saying never to trust that imposter just going like zero to hundred. And yeah, I didn't really expect that to be her reaction. I thought it would be way more similar to earlier season when she wakes up the next day and things are kind of reset. Yeah. It seems like that's off the table and she's just full on aware.
2: Okay. Let me back up. She was for the most part in that he was her brother. She was questioning it because of his looks and, and she was testing him a little bit, but I just don't understand because he made that joke quote unquote, which he Broke the fourth wall. Again, I said it. Oh, my God. He broke the fourth wall with Wanda last episode plenty before she flipped shit on him. So why was it now after that last joke where she where she blasts him that she's just like hate him? He's a he's an imposter.
1: Yeah, I don't know. And I don't know uh. what he was doing this whole episode, I guess, just waiting around Agatha. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Because if 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 he broke the fourth wall and was saying like, I know what you're doing. And he was, and we already went over this from the last episode. I know what you're doing. You know, it's not as bad as you think, whatever. Then him saying vision is dead. You can't kill him twice. Should she should know that he knows that. Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's just, I don't know.
0: So yeah, they're still trying to figure out what's going on. Vision basically is like what happened before the hex even started. And what happened last night? So then uh, but we were back at Wanda talking and she was saying, you know, I'm starting to think it's all meaningless. Like, I don't have any answers. I know I'm supposed to because I'm your mom, but I don't. And like, feel free to draw your own conclusions. But I think that's where it's heading. Like, everything is meaningless. Mm-hmm. So she's just completely lost it.
1: Yeah, yeah that, like, that was some weird dialogue. Yeah, it's like yeah. the
2: family guy line. You are dark, Wanda. <laughs>
0: yeah, you are dark. <laughs> Uh, And, of course, like, Agnes comes in right at this moment. There's a knock on the door when Wanda sits down on the couch. And I got to say, Agatha's actress right here, Catherine Ahan, is her, like, bread and butter. Talking to the camera and this, like, sitcom scene, she is so funny. She kills it every single time. Right when she walks in, uh, she's like, you know, good thing I got there when I did. She was one split end away from, like, cutting her bangs. And just her, the way she looks at the camera, her mannerisms, her delivery just kills it.
1: I actually did bite a kid once. That was (laughs) so fucking funny.
2: Yeah, I mean, she's so good that I'm glad that she's getting this Agatha Harkness reveal. That doesn't mean, in general, I like the reveal 100%, but I think that she is so good that I'm glad that she's getting all this screen
0: time. And Agatha's saying all right, your mom needs some, you know, alone time. Why don't I take the boys? I'll look after them for the night. And Wanda says, like, Agnes, you're a lifesaver. She said that in, like, almost every episode now. Mm-hmm. Like, all the way yeah. back. So, yeah. So, it's, there's something weird there. And obviously, to, now that we know the end, maybe it's just because Agatha's been in more control than we thought this whole time. We'll, we'll see. And then she says something, too, about looking for a mole on her back. And uh, that's coming up later. That's why I wanted to yeah, just bring that up now. And right when they leave, the glitch starts freaking out. It's changing everything, chasing the chair, the TV, the fire. And this is when Wanda looks at the, the camera and goes, You know, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> fine I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Like a million <laughs> times. She's obviously not fine. And that's when
2: we're waiting for Bob Saget to say, She wasn't.
0: <laughs> for <laughs> 10 minutes. She wasn't fine. <laughs> Next scene we get is Wu and Monica there. Whoa, whoa, whoa,
2: whoa whoa, whoa, whoa! Did we miss the stork, or is uh, that
0: I? I just I just didn't bring it up. That's our but freaking
2: yet. boy, and you're not gonna bring I'm him sorry. up.
0: I was I was <laughs> gonna bring him up the first time I saw it. I was like, dude, our our boy's freaking out over here.
2: Our boy, the stork, is back for a little bit. No. He blows up in red. <laughs> he didn't do
0: his swag walk though, man. It's, it's I, all I could think about honestly was like the Star Wars uh family guy special when he there was beginning harvest. scrolling words yeah and he was like it just cost eighty thousand dollars to make that little animation <laughs> we don't care like we just threw it in there anyway it was like <laughs> the stork didn't really mean anything it was just there yeah it was cool it was cool though I liked it
2: and the TV station that she's what wa- at the kids are watching and I guess she's watching later is WNDA
0: that's the news like Wanda W N D A all, want, uh, all things thinks wants to hear alright so now we go to Wu and Monica and they're in the car still driving to her engineer hookup she, Wu opens up the email from Darcy and it's Hayward's plan codenamed Cataract which is funny because Cataract Vision mm. Hayward was trying to bring Vision back online this entire time he, so we he pretty wanted, much nailed
2: that right
0: yeah he wanted his vibranium back basically and he couldn't find a way to bring him back online until wanda all of a sudden hey it works when wanda's here so he's happy but he's pissed that his vision's gone and cue disappointment they pull up to this engineer supposed engineer and her crew and all it is is major goodner that's what we get so Major goodner
1: let me just say like I don't know what decision was in the writing room when they decided to hype up this no-name aerospace engineer multiple episodes in advance and give isolated lines of dialogue to Monica. So obviously every fan was like hanging on to these kind of words. I just don't understand what the point of setting all that up to have, in my opinion, the dumbest scene of the entire show so far with just trying to ram this radiation space car right through the hex. I just hated everything about this scene, and I hope that's a universal hatred because fuck, man, like no, there's no way we're getting uh, Mr. Fantastic or Dr. Doom. It's probably going to be boiled down to something like, I don't know, I'm just pissed.
2: Yeah, well, part of me. Was thinking that that wasn't the actual aerospace engineer reveal because she said, look what we brought, not like, look what we made or look what I made. And she's not named like as a doctor. I mean, I guess she could be a doctor and a major if, you know, if you you know that if it was Mr. Fantastic being the reveal, then it would they wouldn't have had these issues getting it through the hex. He would have figured that shit out. I don't know, man. I really, I'm hoping that there is some kind of other reveal and that was just a red herring and she's just like the army person who brought it. And we're still going to meet the aerospace engineer like later when maybe they meet with him to say like, why didn't it work or something? Because she says on the phone, I'm meeting with my guy. Now that could obviously be, yo, that's my guy. But it could mean it's a a male, which she wasn't a male, Major Goodner.
0: So I mean- there was actually a little mix-up with the Spanish translation where that line of dialogue where it was like, I know a guy, actually made it sound feminine. It said, like, I know a girl or, like, I have a, a friend that's a girl. So maybe they did mix it up or, mm-hmm. or that was just, like, completely – what's the word I'm looking for? Completely coincidental. Yeah. Like, glitch. Mm-hmm. But yes, I mean, either way, it's like, what the if, hell? Like If Major there's no Goodner-
2: reveal – I am 100% on your side, Luke. It yeah. was awful.
0: Yeah. I agree. I mean, the reveal here, super disappointing. And then the whole plan just not working one bit. It's like, what the fuck was the point?
1: Let's uh, just it, talk it... through the second part of the scene because it does. There's nothing that happens in between that can stop us from any reveals here. Yeah. Because, you know, a couple things that happened. But...
0: The first thing Goodner said is my mother... I'm sorry. Monica says is my mother would appreciate your loyalty. Goodner says, you know, she's not the only one we're loyal to meaning. Hey, now we're loyal to you. Mm -hmm. Let me show you what we brought. It's this big ass truck and says, Hey, is it up to your specs? It's perfect. LOL. No, it's not. It doesn't work. Okay. So then it just shows Rambo in her suit. You know, she's getting ready to get in the Rover. Woo says something like, Hey, Darcy's not here to give you stamp of approval. Yeah. She's in there. I want to go get her out. This is our last shot, which is just annoying because it's not like it doesn't work. And then she just dives in there anyway. And they make a comment to say it's our most heavily armored space rover. Do you think that like that meant anything? No, like, I that's think this why is it all just
1: build up bullshit is my issue. Like, I just don't think this scene mattered. And it was just to set up this failure and hype up her transition into becoming Fo- Spectrum. I think it's going to be Spectrum, right? It's not well,
2: ever be- I mean, in the comics, she's mostly Spectrum, but I think it's gonna be Photon after her mom. I think in the shows it's gonna be Photon. But either
1: way, it's the same person. We I know yeah. we interchangeably use them. Zach was calling him Spectrum, we were calling him Photon earlier. But you know, it's just this, this super big hype up, and Monica's ready to take the car right through the hex. She's putting the gas on floor in it and then we have jimmy woo's line to the aerospace engineer saying is this going to work and then she says she's going to sail through unharmed obviously it doesn't work at all and it's just like a hard stop when she gets there and the red hex just starts trying to rewrite the structure of the vehicle and she's seeing this happen to the front of um the car which is to me even crazier that when she gets out and escapes it she goes okay yeah i can just do it like why because you were in there twice like sure or is it just bad writing because i kind of think it's that's why i hate this scene so much i just think it was so subpar compared to the writing of the rest of the series
2: yeah you're right it's a pretty much a plot device just to give her a reason to try to go through herself for the third time so that she can turn into spectrum slash photon
0: yeah Mm -hmm. the reveal of her powers and i will say that scene was pretty cool. Like, woo and Monica lock eyes real quick. Jimmy's like, Oh, don't do it. Don't run in there. She runs in there, of course. Mm-hmm. And she does struggle a bit, but the scene of her basically kind of ripping personality, showing younger pastimes of her and you know the the audio in the background is like a conversation of her when she was a child with her mom saying mm-hmm. can i come up with you i think that was a direct quote from captain marvel actually it was saying like i'll just fly up there and meet you there and there's like not unless you glow like your Annie carol
2: yeah which, that's, that's a straight up line from captain marvel
0: yeah and when she hears that and she hears like you know you're the most strong then she focuses sees the hole on the other side of the hex jumps through her eyes are glowing and her vision is completely changed she sees the magnetic fields on the power lines and just electricity running through and i don't know exactly what it is but it looked wild
2: yeah there's a funny meme pretty much with the exact line that you're talking about from the movie where it's saying maybe i could fly up and meet you halfway and then only if you learn to glow like your Annie Carol. and then it's a picture of Michael Jordan doing that. And I took that personally. Line uh, with, uh, yeah. with, with photon over him, over his face. That's <laughs> awesome.
1: This origin story for Photon slash Spectrum is fine. It's fine yeah. when you take out the five minutes before this, you know, like it's
0: how she got
1: exactly. It, it was a cool way to do it. And if you're going to make it magic, because we're going to introduce magic to the Marvel world, apparently, because it's not just Wanda that has this ability. It's Agatha. So magic's a thing now. So that can start playing and affecting people like Monica Rambo, who have been exposed to it so much. I can buy all that. And it's been, I did think it was cool. What like her vision, how it all looked. And I don't know too much about the character herself or what the powers are, but from the short pit we've gotten so far, she's pretty sturdy. You know, she's going to be useful.
2: Yeah. She gets really powered up. She takes over the Captain Marvel mantle for a little bit. She's straight up an Avenger in the comics at times. So she's going to be a big dog.
1: Can she fly?
2: I believe so. I believe she can, but I'm not hundred percent sure on that, but she basically like manipulates energy. She's made of energy. What you're seeing, what she was seeing, like you're saying with the magnetic fields, it's the energy coming from the power lines. That she's seeing and she can manipulate that when she learns how to
1: sounds but- like her and uh gambit could just team up for some powerful shit because can't gambit half of his power is dealing with the manipulation of energy and stuff like that that'd be pretty
0: yeah, cool. just like kinetic energy yeah or yeah. something like that yeah and it's badass too i mean her eyes glow and remind me of thor um at the end she does rip off like her outer space suit and this reveals kind of what i was talking about last episode where it looks like the uniform from when she was first shown in the comics it looks like that photon uniform with yeah, the, the black catch. over the shoulders and the white all over
1: the chest
2: you called that 100 percent. and the one thing i wanted to ask you guys now after this reveal is are we going to take the x gene thing off the table do you think
1: well, I thought she's not an X Men anyway, right? Like she. She's not.
2: Heart. No, no, she's not. But uh, I'm just saying that it made it seem like she needed to go through three times to make her become Spectrum slash Photon, or it's activating whatever.
1: I think I'm more comfortable with her not being a, technically an X Men because she's not, and I don't. I feel like that's a, such a key part of her origin. I wouldn't really want her to just be one of the thousands of people that get turned on. Yeah. from Wanda freaking out at the end of the series. So I'm I'm happy that we got a little bit more of an origin story for her that is, you know, non-mutant related. Okay. Did you want her to be part of that?
2: No, I'm just saying that I just feel like if that becomes a thing that it opens the X gene or activates the X gene that she would have to be considered a mutant, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I I, it's I don't still on the table. Yeah. I guess you Yeah, right. I
2: mean I I don't know if it takes it off the table or if it's still on the table. I I kind of took it as it's off the table now just because it seemed like what they were saying, her going back and forth so many times and her being strong enough to deal with it made her a superhero.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I'm with But I guess we'll find out.
1: All right. We got two more scenes that are going to bridge us back to where we are chronologically in the episode. And this, this is the fourth wall reality break when Wanda's in her house, talking to the cameraman again, talking to the camera and the cameraman talks back, which we find out is, agatha but it was a guy's voice right
0: it was it was a deeper voice looking back it did sound like one of those voice changers to make it sound deeper the second time i watched it
2: people online like reddit were saying that if if you change the octave to make it deeper it's literally her voice just yeah deeper i would hope that
0: yeah really cool uh like what triggered that is she, she says i have no idea what's happening why it's all falling apart and why i can't fix it and they say don't you think This is maybe what you deserve. She's like, bitch, what? You're not supposed to talk.
1: (laughs) And that leads us to the commercial of the episode, which is kind of a depression commercial for (laughs) Nexus.
0: First words, feeling depressed. (laughs) Asked your doctor about Nexus to anchor you back to your reality or the reality of your choice. Hmm. Interesting.
1: That is an interesting interesting. choice of words right there, because I guess that does imply that, Fox universe, like is that what we're thinking when when we hear that?
0: I mean that all I think about is the alternate realities and pulling somebody from there, being able to travel from that one. This commercial seems like it wouldn't have anything to do with the rest of the episode. Like all it says is Nexus and anchor over to realities. Like that is also
1: it's a pretty direct line to Spider Man three, too. So if they end up not doing anything with Fox, it it's just gonna be written off as it was a hint towards spider-man
2: paul off pod you were bringing this up about the nexus beings Mm -hmm. i think this is more so going to be about multiverse of madness and spider-man 3 Mm -hmm. and the fact that scarlet witch in the comics is considered a nexus being the nexus beings are people like wanda that have the power to pretty much alter reality that's kind of weird though because they consider vision a nexus being as well I, i at least that's what i read when i did some research But there's also the nexus of all realities. And that's something that has to do with Dr. Strange. If you watch the Loki trailer, did you see this when you guys were doing research? The Loki trailer, Uh, when it comes to the nexus beings, there's a group called the Time Variance Authority. And they look over or monitor nexus beings. And when uh, Loki is is in jail or imprisoned in the trailer for the Loki TV show... He's wearing a prison jumpsuit that says TVA time variance authority. So he's probably going to be one that's monitored by them because we already know that that Loki is a different Loki and he's jumping time and multiverses or whatever from Avengers. It's one of the ones that's not really hinting to Scarlet, which like this isn't Wanda's commercial. We already know right. that the broadcast is out. And it's funny that we even get a commercial because like we know there's dead air. So that's I want to get back to that when we talk about the Agatha Harkness reveal, but we have dead air. It's not a Wanda commercial. It's another commercial. I don't know if it's a, if it's supposed to be an Agatha made commercial or what, but it's basically talking about Nexus beings and the Nexus
0: of all reality.
2: So now, yeah. I should
0: say that probably didn't even air. There's no broadcast. Exactly. Like, were the only ones that saw that. Well, so
2: that that's, that's a reason why I'm going to say it's strange that we got the Agatha all along song because there's no TV show.
0: Yeah, but that was fucking tight.
2: It was was tight, but you can show me another way if you want.
0: Yeah, that song slapped, though. Yeah,
2: (laughs) They actually released it to the, like I guess, Spotify or something to the public.
0: (laughs) Yeah, And the name of the song, it was cool in the credits. Cat Han was singing in that as well. But it said it was, and then underscore, 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 underscore all along. It didn't say Agatha just for... You know, spoilers. Oh, so that was pretty nice. cool. That's cool. That was cool that they went that far. But yeah, the <laughs> end of the commercial is Nexus because the world doesn't revolve around you. Or does it? Or does it? Next scene we get is Agnes with the twins. And she sits down. She brings them this food. She says, Penny for your thoughts. Wiccan's going on to say, I like it here. It's because it's quiet. Agatha was saying, oh, it's because Sir Scratchy is such a good listener. They reference Sir Scratchy so much. like That's a, a hint lot. to
1: Agatha's kid in the comics? Yeah, Nicholas yeah, let,
0: Scratch. Wick was saying to Agatha, I like it here. It's because it's quiet. You're quiet, Agnes, on the inside. So he hears all these voices, but not when he's in Agatha's home. I mean, at right. like
1: this part." It might as well have been the Agatha song to me. I was done. I was done right there. I was like, okay, that's the route we're going. That's fine. I'm okay with that. Yeah. That's But that's what you're getting at, right, Jimmy? It just felt too obvious after that.
2: Yeah. Once we get to the final, all through the Agatha all along song, I want to get into it because I do think, like you said, I mean, I do think it's a little in our face, but we'll get into it.
0: So the twins are saying, "Do you think Mom is going to be okay?" Like, "Oh, sure. You don't have to worry about her. She can do anything." And then it cuts to Agnes talking to the camera, saying, "Ralph says I sugarcoat of things, but you try telling someone their mother's cuckoo, cuckoo, for cocoa puffs." <laughs> Who's Ralph? Is that the is that the missing husband that we assumed for episode one? And Ralph, there's a pH in there. <laughs> and that just happens to be like Mephisto. There's a ph there. I mean, of all the names in the world. Yeah, there you I go, mean,
1: dude. I'm all in on like I know we we're all in on Mephisto every single week, but like <laughs> I think it needs to happen now for me to walk away and say like I loved WandaVision. Yeah, because yeah. it can't just be Agatha. Like
2: no, I mean it can, and then it wouldn't be good. But.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> All right, so we're going to jump right to Vision and Darcy in the car. Vision's asking her all these questions. So Wanda killed me. Yes, you asked her to do it. Did it work? It did until the bad guy rewound time to kill you again. I mean, hearing all this, it's just like, would be the most wild thing in the world. And they get hit with a red light. Vision talks about Wanda's creating these diversions just to mess with me. Then the construction crew comes out. It's basically dumb sitcom to make sure they don't get back.
2: Yeah. So I just want to ask both of you guys at what point and how quick were you so pissed off where you're like, vision has super speed. We already saw it in one of the episodes. Why is he not just going by himself or grabbing Darcy and using super speed to get to the house and not take this damn car?
0: I thought she was being nice. sticking around with Darcy, but now that you mention it, why didn't he just grab Darcy?
1: I got pissed at that the second they got into the RV. I (laughs) thought, just grab her and fly. What are we doing?
2: I was thinking that too, and then I was like, all right, whatever. They need to give some time for them to talk. And then the thing shows up, and I'm like, if he doesn't phase out (laughs) of this thing and go flying in two seconds, I am going to freak out. And luckily, it was probably five seconds, not two (laughs) seconds, but he (laughs) did it.
1: This is where Darcy says, I've been watching Wanda Vision for the past week, blah, blah, blah. But just to get at the point where she's been watching the broadcast, she knows that Wanda truly loves Vision. And this is just fucking with Vision. Like, Vision doesn't know his past. He's basically being showed the whole first three Avengers movies in, like, five minutes. And he's just having to just absorb and deal with this and reflect on why Wanda's being the way she is. And now he's got to make a plan of action. And honestly, I have no idea what Vision's going to do. But I hope he is as strong as he should be and goes and fucks shit up.
2: The other part that must be hard as shit, I mean, obviously he knows he's a computer, AI, whatever, but hearing all the stuff about how he was created and things and the fact that he's like, so am I dead or what's the deal? And she's like, well, actually, I was hoping that Wana could just flick a switch and turn you back on. Talk about one of those, like whatever, internal crises where you're like, am I alive? Am I a real thing or am I just a machine here?
0: (laughs) Some of his questions were great. He says, "So my original code dates back to Jarvis, but my form was built for Ultron's like vision of global genocide. So what does that make me now?" And that's exactly what you're saying. Darcy was like, "You know, sorry, I don't know. I'm a STEM lady—science, technology, engineering, mathematics." Thought she just flipped a switch, but no idea. And she she also makes a point. But what I don't get is why you can't leave the hex either.
2: The other thing I wanted to ask you guys with theories here is why doesn't Wanda want him to show up back at the house now after she just saved him? It's, it's pretty weird that, you know, she's saying to the kids, if he doesn't want to come back, he doesn't have to come back. She's stopping him from coming back. Vision knows she's stopping him from coming back. I don't understand why that would be. I, I, I don't have any theories to be honest.
0: I was just going to say, it's probably just a conversation. She doesn't want to have like she, she knows she's going to have to explain everything to vision And basically say why she did everything. And she just probably doesn't want to do that right now.
1: We've been getting these vibes for the past couple episodes, right? It's been since Pietro shows up. That is the last episode where Vision was, quote unquote, like blissfully unaware and happy. Yeah. So ever since then, the whole Hollywood episode, I mean, Halloween episode, he was just not around. So I think that's just what it is. It's just a lot of her just not willing to face what he has to say
2: right okay that's fine that makes sense to me all right
0: so we get back to monica and she's running straight into Wanda's house this was like a shock for me when it happened i was like oh my god this is so wild they've been trying to do this she she was so casual about it (laughs) like i was almost more like Wanda's, like how she reacted she was like what are you doing here how'd you get in here and Monica is trying to tell her this whole thing is about vision and that immediately sets off Wanda. She's using her magic on her. Monica's trying to say, hey, word wants him, she's trying to get it out. And Wanda is just saying, you know, I don't want to hear about it. First the drone, then the missile. Now Pietro, Pietro wasn't us. All you do is lie. And she throws her down and she does a superhero landing, looks up and she's got the glowing eyes.
1: If she didn't get powers right there, she's just dead, right? Pretty much. She would and have been slammed have just in the ground. Died. Yeah. Wanda yeah. would have just murdered her right there. That's insane to me on its face value. But also while this is happening, we get a quick shot of Dottie seeing this. Yeah. I don't know if that's important. And then in my opinion, more important, the mailman's just chilling right there on the street. And yep. he doesn't just look. He stops because at the end of the scene, he continues to walk again. So the yep. mailman's Mephisto. <laughs>
2: yeah. Hey, he's always he's,
0: he's some big gun
2: he's always following agnes every time we see agnes he's there you know so that's
1: I, ralph man
2: yeah i mean he has the presto whatever the delivery service is called presto that's the magic thing i don't know we've been asking about the mailman for every episode pretty much that he's in i don't know if he's going to be anything yeah. special or just a, a mailman red herring
1: i know. am so okay with him being like actually being the mephisto reveal like that would work for me i'd be okay with that he's been there almost every episode like you're saying he's always in the background around around when shady shit is happening so i think that would be a good payoff or else what are they doing
2: yeah and now going back and i think paul you said you wanted to get into it again later at the end of the episode or or might have been luke but the quicksilver thing again she's assuming that he was sent by the people outsword outside of the heck so again all of a sudden now she just assumes he's some kind of imposter or someone that's been is being used against her. Do we really? I, I, the same question I had earlier, do we really have a reason f- from her to think that? I,
0: I don't know. Man, well, it's not going to her plan. So she's a little pissed off. Monica has a really cool line saying, The only lies I've told are the ones you put in my mouth. And that was kind of cool. And Juana's like, Yo, bitch, be careful. Like, you know, I will hurt you because she starts doing her powers in
1: her hands. So I love how Elizabeth Olsen flexes her fingers like the I way agree. she does it is so fucking badass. And she even when she's it. not using her powers, she's just like lining up for it. It's just so cool.
0: And Monica's saying, you know, what? do it. Take me out. And all the neighbors are watching and it's really awkward. But then Monica goes on to say, see, that's where you and Hayward differ. He's going to burn this place to the ground to get what he once like don't let him make you the villain it's making too much sense to wanda she's pausing she's starting to think it through and then agnes sees out her window monica kills on say like i'm not afraid of you i lost the person closest to me uh i can't undo it i can't control it i can't deal with this pain anymore but i don't want to because it's the truth and she's gonna say something else like heartwarming and it looks like it's reaching wanda Agnes walks in. Young lady, I think you've overstayed. you welcome. Monica is like, "Who the hell are you? No, you're the neighbor. This doesn't concern you."
2: Yeah, if you're Monica, you have to assume that that's Wanda sending an NPC over, pretty much, because if she doesn't know what Agnes's deal is, mm-hmm. because just like how Vision, you know, the knock on the door or things like that, where Vision's all pissed that she's obviously trying to distract from the situation. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Monica's that's- like, "Yeah, this doesn't. This doesn't involve you."
0: The hell out of here Monica tries one last Hail Mary and says like at least take down the hacks you need to take it down and that was the classic meme of Wanda turns around she's pointing with Agnes holding her back saying like no like don't make me hurt you that meme is two chicks yelling with each other and pointing and it's the cat at the dinner table 100% <laughs>
2: I just want to say I put that on our Instagram and it's
0: popping off right now man yeah, it's like uh... the- Scene for scene, almost frame for frame. And then the mailman, like we said, comes by and doesn't say anything, but the camera focuses on him for way too long. Mm -hmm. So he has to be something.
1: He also, am I wrong, but does he have a tiny little smile or smirk on his face when he starts going back?
0: He looks amused, definitely.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing as how he's, like, he comments when he's walking by on Halloween. He's just, there's something extra to him.
1: I think he's, he's, Very satisfied with Wanda using her powers, and maybe even using them in a in a slightly evil way. Like that could support the idea that Mephisto just wants chaos and wants to unleash Wanda.
0: He does instigate it, like almost a little bit too. Like when they were looking for Sparky, he says like Oh, don't worry, kids. Like your mom can do anything." Looking back, you can take that as he knows Wanda can bring Sparky back from the dead, so don't worry about it. And he was trying to egg her on to do it. That'd be cool.
1: So that ends that scene, right? And now we already covered. Vision leaving uh, the RV, mm-hmm. right? That, that happens here. He breaks the fourth wall and says, like, fuck this. I'm not talking to you anymore and just leaves, which was cool.
0: The one thing that was cool from that was just Vision realizes, for me, that felt like it was a different life, like it happened to somebody else. For Wanda, it was only like a week or two ago. It was mere weeks ago. I had no idea how she felt.
1: Yeah, that's a good sanity check when he says that explicitly, that it's only been a week or two since mm-hmm. the since Avengers. So now we're back in Agnes's house. And this time it's directly after the Maria confrontation. So Agnes is just shuffling Wanda in and sitting her down on the couch. And then this is when we get a quick frame of the bunny that I think Tommy was holding. One of the kids was holding. And then another frame of a cicada just crawling on the curtain. Which, you know, how are we as Marvel fans not supposed to read so much into that? Like, what was the point? Of showing the cicada, like there has to be a goddamn reason. Few could yeah. be. Yeah, exactly.
0: There's a few things. I'll, I'll come up in the Voh section.
2: Okay. All right. Let's keep All going right. So I don't. Okay. Cool. Cool.
0: But yes. there, uh there was Wanda looking down and seeing the food and the sandwiches and chips half eaten. She goes, "Agnes, where are the kids? Oh, they're probably in the basement." She gets up. Uh, She goes down there, she yells for them, no answer. She goes down the steps, starts turning into more of like a corridor, and there's vines and all these roots going out. Now it's like a dungeon, and she's looking around, and it opens up to a huge corridor where there's different arches and symbols above each arch and candles and torches going on.
1: It's a witch's land. Yeah. Yeah,
0: It it pans to the book. That was, it looked like two infinity signs, like an hourglass or keys glowing. Like, what the hell is that? Like, they just love making us freak out for a week. Then all of a sudden we hear, well, well, well. You didn't think you were the only magical girl in town, did you? Name's Agatha Harkness. Great to finally meet you, dear. And her purple hue her magic, it looks like, goes straight to Wanda's eyes and takes over. Basically, it looks like it just is controlling your mind. And how the turntables have tied. Well, <laughs> she, was, she was, you know, mixing, changing people left and right back in the day. Now she's under control.
1: Okay, so first I want to say maybe it's just because it's newer and we've only seen it one time. But I think the purple kicks the shit out of the red in terms of CGI. Yep. It's so cool. And it just, I don't know. I just like the aesthetic of it a lot more
0: yeah the purple is cool as shit on the poster oh uh, well that shows agatha like that old timing with the tvs the old school tvs there is a slight purple hue coming off of her outline and it's been there this whole time and we just didn't know it
1: Nice. i didn't think anything Love of it. the symbolism the foreshadowing and then i did have another question here because i think it could have been culture crave or comicbook.com someone it, it stumbled across my twitter feed today And who knows if this is real at all, but it was a screen for screenshot of the book in the basement against a missing book in one of the libraries in the Dr. Strange scene in this movie. So, Uh you know, that right there already ups the Andy and it makes sense because Dr. Strange is the next movie, whatever she's doing and whatever rituals, if it is related to Dr. Strange at all, it's powerful magic. Uh So that all lines up.
2: I think it's important to note that it's orange and she's purple. When it comes to the the magic coming off the book,
0: that's true. I was thinking about that.
2: So that's another hint that it could be somebody else involved.
0: And in the restric- uh, like the advanced restricted section in Wong's library, what were those books it, like? The shelves in the shape of? They were hexagons. They were okay. metal hexagons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we didn't even talk about agatha all along song that's when we get hit with this and thank god it gave us a few scenes to explain um it showed her at the town show controlling some magic it showed her controlling herb the the neighbor showed her controlling pietro and then it showed her acting in in the car with vision
1: Um, and killing sparky
0: yes and at the very (laughs) end and, and i killed sparky too it also showed her in the director chair but killing sparky like why'd she even have to say that Do they, she just wants us to hate her more. Are they really,
2: do they need to punch us in the face with the fact that they want her to be a villain because in the comics, she's not really a villain. I mean, I I think so.
1: Just making it clear. Oh, I didn't even think about that. How it could kind of takes redemption off the table for killing the dog.
2: Yeah. Because in the comics, she's a mentor. There is villainous things about her, but she's mainly a mentor to, to Scarlet Witch. And Again, like you said, Luke, it takes redemption pretty much off the table in a way where everything that we could have seen from Agatha all along, you're saying it could be turned around by Agatha at a later date being like, listen, I had to manipulate things for this reason or that reason. But the uh, Sparky thing basically is just like, listen, I was screwing with you the whole time and I did it because you deserve it. And I killed Sparky. I'm bad. I'm evil.
0: Sorry, one thing I forgot to say, when she comes into the basement dungeon, She is holding Scratchy the bunny. We have seen that bunny so much. And I don't know, it's just like, you know, the classic evil character holding the white cat or the bunny stroking it. Yeah, Dr. Evil
2: Evil holding the the skinless or the skinless, the furless cat.
0: (laughs) Uh, Barney, Stinson and High Mane Mother turning on the school chair with with the white rabbit.
2: Agatha Harkness in the comics has an animal that she's always with, and it's a black cat called Ebony. So, something similar, I guess.
0: So, we actually get a post credit scene this episode. First one, it's so rewarding to the ones that actually sat through in the beginning and had faith. So, it shows just Rambo quickly running up to Agnes's house and she's looking in the windows and she sees the Bilko doors down to the basement. She opens them up, she sees the glowing roots with the purple. And I think the best line of the episode. Snooper's going to snoop. Mm-hmm. And Quicksilver Pietro is right there and takes her out. We assume. I'm glad they showed him this episode, even if it was just right at the end, because I was like, where the hell was he? All right, vibe or high, let's go. Um, where I'm going to say something crazy or something very logical. And Luke and Jimmy are going to give me a green, yellow, or red, meaning they're vibing with me or they think I'm high.
2: And I just want to say for the audience that. Green and yellow do not make blue.
0: Just like was... last time, <laughs> we forgot our primary colors for a second. But
2: I thought I was being so freaking clever, man.
0: Hmm. <laughs> but okay, first one: the beekeeper got turned into the bunny. No, and because that... the, the because <laughs> the, the bunny was in the episode before the beekeeper showed up. Oh, yeah, the first one at the talent show. Not even so the dignified. So that's right Yeah. All right, fine. The beekeeper is the fly. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was basically getting at the beekeepers being held hostage somewhere by Agatha.
2: Well, that's that's fine. <laughs>
0: that's that's more believable than the bunny <laughs> and the fly. I'll go but blue yeah. with that one, dude. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. Another color. That makes no sense. Um, okay, this one was way out there. This was on Reddit. So the mole that Agnes was talking about, that she wanted Wanda to look at, apparently there's a thing called the witch's teat. And it's an actual reference to like back in history to find a witch. You would like look for a marking that they thought the death placed on them. And it was usually like a mole or something. And they were like, oh, my God, she's a witch. That That's the witch's teeth. Do you think that's it was an actual nod to that by putting it in there? Do you think you know, it was just something completely I'm gonna random? That
1: one. I'm going to give you a green because I think that they purposely put the mole line in there. I think, I think that's a thing, right? Witches always have the mole in their face.
2: I'm good with that. I'm giving the green for that. And I like the word teat. I did hear a theory that people were saying that she brought up the mole line, alluding to the fact that she actually has a mole in the hex, whether it's Pietro or some or you know, somebody else. And she's just <laughs> kinda like doing another like jab at Wanda, just giving all these hints that she doesn't realize what, what's going on.
0: So next one, we saw that cicada slash fly on the drapes one of the first times Mephisto ever appeared in the comics, he was a fly. Yeah, That was the first time he was, he was a fly transformed there and he was watching some go down between another character. I can't remember what I read.
1: I think I'm going to give this one a yellow and for a very specific reason, because if Mephisto was the cicada, it's not really mutually exclusive for him to also be the mailman, but I, I don't know that's, that's what's holding me back from giving this a green because I think it could be more symbolism with the fly, or even if we have to talk about what happened to the kids. Like maybe the kids got turned into animals. Who knows? I don't know. But I'm I'm giving you a yellow because I think it's 50 50 if Mephisto is that cicada or if Mephisto is the mailman.
2: I'm gonna give it a yellow as well. I'm actually fine with the fact that the fly or the cicada could be alluding to Mephisto. I don't need it to necessarily be Mephisto. But just have the fly around to just give us that hint that Mephisto is the cause of things. Because again, like we were saying in the very beginning of the episode, not many people are going to know what that means. Mm-hmm. So it's, it mm-hmm. might just be giving us like, oh, hey, you're smart. You know that from the comics. Now you get a little hint. I don't think it matters if it's, you know, fly versus mailman. But I eventually <coughs> later in this episode want to get into the fact that now I think there's other options. For bad guy evil characters Mm -hmm. and i think mephisto is still the best option but there are other options
0: to add to that in the dungeon there was this weird little design and carved into the walls and it looked like like the face of a devil and that was also on the wallpaper for the advertisements in the back the same exact design just disguised into wallpaper so okay
2: i noticed the carving but i actually didn't know that
0: for the commercial that's pretty sweet yeah, I actually just sent a picture to you guys. Oh, um, cool. So like you can see behind Vision, it's that little face. So, yeah, it's just I, these are either little details that they th- mean nothing or are they're purposely placing for us. Yeah. All right, um, next one. So there was another theory on Reddit that I read, and this could be a great solution to your – Disappointment to the engineer reveal, or it could be absolutely nothing. They were explaining it as Rambo needed help from a friend, a friend who she knows is a aerospace knowledgeable person who probably would be friends with a mother who might be friends, you know, with Nick Fury, and who is friends with Nick Fury is the Scrolls. So in Captain Marvel, they show the whole family she was raised basically with scrolls and she was taught for them to be their friends so maybe she reached out to a scroll friend and everybody in that crew was just scrolls that would be sweet
1: that would be really cool
2: i would if there's no aerospace engineer then i would say i need that to be a green green for scroll
0: because <laughs> <laughs> they did have the line saying you know like we were loyal to your mom. We're loyal to you now too. I mean, the mom helped the scrolls when they first got to Earth, however long ago that was. So
1: And Jimmy Woo had the scrolls written down on the board saying that they were a possible part of the whole Westview hex. So maybe I, I like it. So I like green too.
2: Yeah, since we're talking about Nick Fury and Sword, I just want to bring up, did you guys see the this the screenshot of Spider Man two post-credit scene where they show Nick Fury waking up? You know, it's revealed that he wasn't Nick Fury during the movie. Yeah. When he's walking away in the sword facility, it looks like the hex is in the background on the computer screen. No way. Yeah. Wanda's <laughs> hex. Wow. Yeah. And, and it's already been confirmed that Spider-Man 2 comes after WandaVision.
0: Oh, my God. Okay. So, so that would just makes way more sense than yeah. that theory did a minute ago. I mean, it's so cool. He,
2: yeah. Okay. So it's cool because Nick Fury is on vacation, quote unquote. So he wouldn't be a part of this at this time. But he's in Sword, and we th- and Sword. When he wakes up, he's in space, right? Or is it just an undisclosed area?
0: I think he's in space. It, it looks like it's in space.
2: Yeah. So it would wake. It would make sense that he wakes up. Not necessarily wakes up, but he he comes out of vacation and sees you know on the screen that they're dealing with a hex
0: situation right now. So
1: I think that's pretty cool. Yep. I'm in green. Both of them. All
0: right. Cool. All right. And then last one. Um, this is one that's kind of open to interpretation. You can finagle with it, the wording a little bit if you want. But do you think that Agatha's basement or do you think her house in general is outside of the influence of the hex? You know, the aspect ratio of the picture that changed um, when they went into Agatha's house, or I'm sorry, the basement specifically. And they usually did that to differentiate between what was going on outside the Hex and what's going on inside the Hex. Is that is Wicked Billy? Yep. Billy. So Billy had the line saying, you know, here's quiet. You are quiet outside everywhere else. You know, he hears a bunch of things in his head. Um, so do you think that the basement is either not under the influence of the Hex or do you think it's in a different dimension entirely? And like the hallway is like leading to that dimension?
1: I think it's just easy. I'm going to hit it with a red. I think it's just easy enough to write that Agatha just has spells around it that makes it just immune.
2: Yeah, I agree with Luke. I'm going to go with yellow. Uh, I basically took it as the aspect ratio changes between sitcom and quote-unquote MCU world. So in uh, Agatha's house... Wanda still thinks she's in the sitcom or in sh- her, in her little world, but then shit hits the fan in the basement slash dungeon. And she's starting to get hit with reality. And that's why the aspect ratio changes. So I'm taking it more of just like a storytelling thing instead of just an actual meaning something
0: to the gotcha. hex thing. But I like that too. Cause that makes sense as well.
1: <laughs> There's a couple of things we need to talk about here to close out the episode. I guess the first thing we should talk about is Agnes and the implication of her being Agatha and what that means going forward and if it creates any plot holes that have happened in the first seven episodes. But my biggest gripe with it, and we talked about it a little bit earlier, that Agatha's evil. She killed Sparky, and we said redemption seems pretty off the table for her. And But what this does to Wanda is it puts redemption not only back on the table, it seems inevitable now, that there's almost no chance that she's going to be considered evil or considered the root cause of any negative repercussions, because you can just pawn it off to Agatha. And that's the thing that bothered me the most with just how this was all presented, because she isn't supposed to be just a super evil person. She's supposed to be probably chaotic neutral, right? And she could do some evil things here and there, but it shouldn't take away from the fact that Wanda is the one holding thousands of people hostage and potentially killing the ones that aren't near her. So in my opinion, that that's the worst thing that sucks about this Agatha reveal, even though in a vacuum it was well done. And I'm sure the casual Marvel fans loved it.
2: I think that I agree 100% with you. We kind of guessed that Redemption had to be on the table for Wanda. I just think that with the Agatha all along reveal, yes, we knew that Agatha was going to be a thing. But my take on why WandaVision was so cool was that I was under the impression that Wanda was still the one doing everything. And that's why you get the house of M vibes and things like that. But the Agatha all along reveal pretty much shows that the sitcom, everything is pretty much her and Scarlet, Witch is just a pawn in that. Mm -hmm. And yeah, she's using her powers and controlling some things, but at the same time, it's, Agatha all along, you know, it's Agatha doing everything. Not really what we expected where it's House of M, Wanda went a little cray and shit sit in the fan.
0: Yeah, so that was actually a question I had for you guys. When Vision snapped Norm out of the, you know, spell, Norm said, you know, she is controlling us. Do you think he was talking about Agatha the whole time? Is Agatha really the one? kind of manipulating everybody and and Wanda just thinks it's her i mean obviously wanda does have some influence over the surroundings because she's changed them but do you think wanda i'm sorry agatha is really you know has a lot to do with the
1: ex i guess you could take it either way honestly and that's the scary thing is the less accountable wanda is the more i kind of hate it Because I want her, even if she's not going to be considered a big, bad, or evil at any point throughout this series, I still want her to have some accountability. And if you're just going to chalk everything up to Agatha, I don't really like it. So I hope she's not been the one that's been controlling all the little NPCs. I know she manually adjusts some of them like she did with Herb. And I think that's what it's more like. like. She changes things when she needs to, as opposed to starting the mind control.
2: First, I'll, I'll answer your question, Paul. I still think it's Wanda because Monica still says that she knows it's Wanda that was in her head. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, maybe it could be one or the other. But I think that if Monica knows Wanda's in her head, then you can assume Norm was talking about Wanda too. But again, it could it could be Agatha and one, and, and Wanda and the other. What I wanted to bring up too was so we pretty much freaking nailed the herb thing with our guest that Agatha was there controlling him and knocking him in and out of reality or doing whatever she wanted. That was a reveal that I thought was pretty funny. I'll, I guess I'll give Marvel props for the last episode because they hit us with the red herring where we started this. We literally said, are we overemphasizing Agatha? And then they just smacked us right in the freaking face with the
0: biggest emphasis
2: on, on Agatha.
0: I was happy. They showed her acting in the car
2: we did say we thought we knew she was Agatha and we, we were guessing she could have been acting, but at the same time, we just thought that maybe it wasn't as big of a deal as we, we thought, but of all course right. it's even bigger of a deal that we thought. I just want to get into some of the things that not upset me, but rubbed me the wrong way. I guess I think the Agatha all along thing was really awesome. Paul, you said the the, the, the song slapped. It, it was mm-hmm. cool, but at the same time, we're not in any kind of sitcom anymore. We're not in any kind of uh like there's they said it's dead air. It could just be like literally her saying like listen, I control everything. Let me just show you the int- my intro and it's a play away to the to the monsters. That was like the uh-huh. exact like intro for them with the even the the font of Agatha All Along. But again, I just think that Agatha All Along, even like the name Agatha All Along of the song is trying to tell us we're dumbasses or something. If you weren't like us going into every single episode, maybe like Luke said, you could have gone through this without ever thinking about the name Agatha Harkness, but you probably thought Agnes was sketchy. So that's fine. You also have to assume that if you're like this hardcore MCU fan, that you're going to be a hardcore fan and you're going to look into it and you're going to, it's going to be almost obvious that she's Agatha Harkness within by episode two. So you do that, you slow the episode down, you hit us with the Agatha all along thing like I said, calling us a dumb dumb dumbasses or another red herring making it seem like this is the big reveal to hopefully next episode is gonna be who's controlling her Mm -hmm. or who's the actual big bad because otherwise Agatha's not known enough, she's not big enough of a villain, she's not anything that merits someone that should be able to control Wanda that she has no history in the MCU and no history name wise to a casual fan. Like if you bring up Mephisto, okay. People might not say, might not hundred percent realize who Mephisto is, but at the same time, he looks like the devil and he, and he could just be Mm -hmm. someone cool enough to be like, all right, here's the big bad. Agatha is so obscure. I just think it's very weird if they want to make her. I I know that there's two episodes left, and I really do think there's going to be another big bad.
0: I definitely feel like you can't just be her by herself. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe she did get to Wanda while Wanda was at her mentally weakest point because she did lose everything. Maybe that gave her an advantage, but it's like you're saying, seems like a stretch that she's doing this all by herself.
1: So let's talk about that then jimmy because i know you said that there's other options besides mephisto that could possibly pop up in these last two episodes so who are you thinking
2: i think the fact that we already discussed dormammu and nightmare as options they are oh. should still be on the table in general i still think they're way worse of options actually i know you didn't like dormammu when the movie of and i honestly didn't care for it either but i think dormamo actually makes most sense mcu
0: wise because he actually exists if they bring it back and you know they show hey dormamo's pissed about what happened last time with strange i would actually love that because that would say hey strange didn't beat dormamo that one time he only pissed him off dormamo's supposed to be one of the biggest most powerful beings out there and dr strange beat him in his first movie seems a little off.
2: I mean, it might seem like Dormammu is just like tying a bow on it way too easy because we already know it's going to tie right into Doctor Strange. I mean, it's really like a home run if you think about it. But at the same time, I still hope it's Mephisto.
1: So my whole issue with the Dormammu being a possibility is I just think that's just sloppy planning by Marvel because they made a decision, a creative decision in Doctor Strange to not give... Dormammu like a physical appearance and body, right? Yeah. Like he was just like the entity that was the the evil magic that he had to use the time stone to beat. So this is to me, the equivalent of you guys have both seen um, fantastic four two with, you know, the OG fantastic four with uh, Galactus was literally just a cloud. Like he wasn't an actual person. That would be the equivalent to me of them going through that whole movie. They beat the cloud. That's Galactus. Who's this epic, character in the marvel universe and if they came back in fantastic four three and just this person just shows up as galactus it would just be a whole conceptual shift of who the characters presented to us as so i don't think it's likely that they're going to give dormammu just like a physical body just to fit the bill unless they're going to bring back the whole planet-sized entity which i don't see as a possibility
2: let me ask you guys a question because i'm a little rusty on my doctor strange when they show the Bad guy who's not Dormammu, you know the first bad guy, not the big bad of the of the movie, the one that was the mentor to the, Mm -hmm. uh, what's her name, the The ancient um, one, the ancient one, yeah. When he's under the control of Dormammu, does he have any kind of is it any noticeable effects? Does he have any purple or does his eyes change or anything? Because I could see, I could see Agatha being under control of Dormammu. Dormammu. of the same yeah the same way that the villain was in dr strange
0: definitely um i'm sure that dude's name was kycelius and he drew from the dark world or wherever Dormammu's was from and that's how he got some of his powers and him kycelius and all of his zealots they did have that purple looking crust around their eyes almost mm, yeah you're right and, like, the sigil on their forehead that was purple.
2: I couldn't remember if it was purple, but that's, you know.
0: Now that you say it, it makes sense.
2: I guess we'll bring up one more thing with the book. So, did you guys see the rumor that people think it's the dark Darkhold from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? I
0: did, but I okay. I had to read up on what
2: that was. I really, really <laughs> doubt it's going to be the Dark Darkhold from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Because I think it was, like, Season 2 or something. And no offense to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Because I heard it did get good, but I don't see the MCU caring about anything in, in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. They literally back in the day, they're like, hey, we're going to have Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and it's going to cross over with Marvel and they have Winter Soldier show up once. And then after that, nothing ever again, pretty much. There is a character who I am pulling out of my ass via research because I don't even know who it is named Kathan, And he's a powerful elder god in Marvel Comics. And he at one point dubs scarlet witch as his way to get back to the earth realm and he takes over her body at one point or something he possesses her he actually kind of looks like quicksilver so he could be pietro i think he has some kind of connection to the dark hold book i would hate if that's him because you don't know who the hell these people are i don't think nightmare really makes sense because he really has to do mostly with when you're being asleep i guess Mm -hmm. or you know, under the control of some, uh, some spell she's awake. So I think the real options are Dormammu or Mephisto. I think there's a real credence to the fact that the two twins are missing and it seems like they're going to be imprisoned or something that has a lot to do with the Mephisto stuff. I think it's a big deal that the book is orange and not purple and orange could be Mephisto. I like the Dormammu thing that we just brought up. So I'm going to go with either of those.
0: I mean, the last thing I guess we can really talk about is what's the deal with Pietro? Yeah, that's all I wanted to bring up. Is he working with Agatha? Was he created from Agatha? Was he a Quicksilver that was pulled in from a different reality by Agatha?
1: Nothing is off the table technically. Like nothing, no theories are are smashed. But I just think the likelihood of Pietro being the character pulled in from the Fox universe went down significantly in my opinion. And I think that because Agatha is the one who was behind his summoning. So of course you can just lazily write that she pulled him in from a different universe, but at the same time, like, what's the point? Like, I I just think that there's such a high chance that he is, uh, I forget his name, Jimmy. What's the original actor's name?
2: Evan Pe- oh, oh, Aaron Taylor Johnson. I
1: just think it was they couldn't get him. Like, I'm starting to lean more and more that route and less likely that they're just going to merge the different universes.
2: I think that the more we get past episode four, the more and more it's not likely it's going to be Fox, Evan right. Peters. And the more and more it's going to it's not likely that we're going to get any kind of Fox mutant stuff in this season. I thought it was going to be one thing and it's starting to change into a totally other thing. I'm even under the impression now that Pietro could literally just be a guy from the city or the town that she used her magic to give him some memories. And because Wanda is under her spell this whole time, she could just make it seem okay that, oh, wait, that is that Pietro? Oh, you know, he acts enough like Pietro that she believes it. And that's why he doesn't look like Aaron Taylor Johnson. It could be as easy as that. I mean, I still think that there's something to talk about with the alarms going off when he showed up.
0: I was just going to say to go on to that, I think all it was, it wasn't Pietro, it wasn't anything to do with an alternate reality. I think it was just somebody that is working with her and she said, hey, you're going to be Pietro. I'm going to put you in the show. You're going to knock on the door. You're going to say, you know, Hey, like, sis, can I give you a hug? And you're going to act like you're her brother. And I'm like, I'm going to put the studio audience like cheering when they open the door just to, you know, make sure that it just makes sense. And the world's going to just accept it.
2: I know. I think at this point, if that's true, which I think I agree with, because, you know, now we have to talk about is Marvel trolling to troll and it's too much.
1: Yes. And I think that's what it is. And that's nothing would make me more angry. Because, yeah. like, I get it. You want you don't want to subvert expectations just to do it and stuff. And, like, you're you're very aware that you have all of these crazy fans that have their eyes on every single line of dialogue, every single s- uh, prop placement in every scene. That if it's really them just saying, like, everyone chill out, like, we're just doing things however we want to do it. And this is just a cool Easter egg to hint at the acknowledgement of the licensing outside of the universe. I, I just don't fuck with that at all.
2: And they're still on the table that he's Mephisto. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah. I in the mirror saw that red hand, dude. Not, and it's still, it up. it's still red. It's still red. There's that thing behind him too, that looks like a hand. I mean, it's it just seems like I mean, again, that mirror thing could just be confirming that that dark hand thing you see could just be confirming that it was Agatha all along. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: Agatha all along, just like the song says. But, all right. I think uh, that's going to do it for us, guys. If you like what you heard, our podcast also covers season five of The Magicians, Amazons, The Boys, The Haunting of Hill House, and Bly Manor. A lot of really good stuff. If you're on the World Wide Web, give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter. and Hit subscribe to wherever you get your podcast. Once again, we are Bingetown TV, and thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.